out of every five guns, one of them was a ghost gun. And I can tell you that that the numbers for gangs, just just gang filings of of ghost guns in our office has gone up a, a, a tremendous amount. We are seeing them constantly. Welcome to Crime News Insider, presented by the San Diego Deputy DA's Association. We are real prosecutors with decades of experience and are here to give you our inside take on the latest crime news. Here are your hosts, Deputy DA's Lori Hoff and Jorge Delbertillo. Today's episode, we're going to talk about ghost guns. They are on the rise. This is after here in San Diego, there was a mass shooting downtown. Four people were injured. One person Died, and authorities mentioned that a ghost gun was used. Lori, I don't know if you've seen it, but I've seen an uptick in my cases with ghost guns. Jorge, we are just starting to talk about an issue waiting to happen because I think law enforcement, I think we have here at the DA's office seen this increase, increase, increase in ghost guns. Those are those polymer guns, and we'll talk a little bit more with our guest in a minute about what they are, but they are on the rise. They have been on the rise, I would say, over the last year to two years. And we are just starting to see people take notice because we're having an increase in violence and we're having an increase in people getting caught with them all over the county, um, especially in San Diego. But it is becoming an issue that we really need to get a handle on. Yeah. And I mean, I work you work in the gang unit. I work in the narcotics division, and I'm sure we're both seeing it. I know we've had cases where we find not only people committing crimes with ghost guns, but ghost gun manufacturers where they're actually building these guns and distributing it to who knows who. Um, and there was an article uh, just on Monday. We're recording this on June 17th, 2021. There was just an article on Monday by Terry Figueroa with the UT uh, about the ghost gun rise in San Diego. Yeah, and and I think that it was a start in terms of identifying some of the issues. Basically, it focused on SDPD's numbers and the numbers that they were able to provide, which were basically <laughs> ghost guns have skyrocketed. In the last year, officers, I think they said, impounded 211 ghost guns, and that was triple of what they were um, recovering in 2019. So basically what the article says is that out of every five guns police were seizing, and this is SDPD talking, out of every five guns, one of them was a ghost gun. And I can tell you that that the numbers for gangs, just just gang filings of, of ghost guns in our office has gone up a, a, a tremendous amount. We are seeing them constantly. It's a big problem. And I'm glad that that it's finally getting some recognition in the community through the UT, which I think is a start um, in terms of quantifying and, and determining what are the numbers out there. Yeah, and I agree. And it's not just a problem, obviously, in the city of San Diego. It's also a problem in the county of San Diego. And with us to talk about ghost guns is Sergeant Albert Carrillo with the San Diego Sheriff's Department. Sergeant Carrillo started with the Sheriff's Department back in 2001. He worked for the county jail for four years, then went on to patrol at the Lemon Grove station. He worked at Lemon Grove for 10 years, three of which were as a detective. Then he went on to the gang task force as a detective for four years and was promoted to a sergeant. 
He's been a sergeant for just over a year and currently on the gang enforcement team in the San Marcos station. Sergeant Carrillo, welcome to the podcast. Yeah, hey, thanks for having me. So uh, tell us, um, if you can, and explain to our, our audience, what is a ghost gun? Well, it's it's uh, it's just a it's a gun like any other. I mean, you're purchasing it in parts mostly, and it's uh, replicates a very uh, popular make and model of other guns. Uh, they're easily easy to assemble, and our, our current problem is, I, I believe, people are buying them in bulk and then reselling them and distributing them to people that shouldn't be having them. I have a question. So. We haven't always called them ghost guns. I mean, I think when we first started hearing about it, they were called polymer parts or polymer kits. But essentially, Sergeant Creo, is it your experience that ghost guns or these parts that can make a complete gun are cheaper than purchasing a, a, a metal, for example, like a Glock or a nine millimeter? Well, the, well, the entire gun is not polymer. It's just a it's the lower portion of the firearm and like I said, it replicates a gun that is sold worldwide. It's it's a popular manufacturer, and uh, they're they're not hard to put together. Um, and it being called a ghost gun is because it can be uh, registered or traced, and people don't don't need to go through a background check to purchase these firearms. So you could buy them online without many many problems at all. Anybody could do it. Correct. Correct. There's no need for. Uh, any any documents filled out or pay you, you don't have to even pay by credit card or there's there's no names attached to these firearms which is is the real problem I believe. So are people when you're saying they they could pay for these these parts and you said it's a lower part are they buying the entire ghost gun or are they just buying the the lower part that you're talking about? Well, I, when I was talking about the lower portion, that's the polymer polymer portion of the firearm. It's essentially like a plastic. Uh, the rest of the firearms metal, um, yeah, you can you can purchase all the parts, you know, online or or you can you can go places and buy those parts. When you said that there a lot, there's a lot of problems with buying in bulk and then reselling, and when you said reselling, that the, the dangerous parts about that are the fact that they are getting in the hands of the wrong people. How does that happen? Well, my my beliefs are that somebody is profiting from this somehow, right? So. Uh, their their concerns aren't following the, the rules that are set by law, and they're just selling them to whoever wants to buy them. Are you seeing, so you're in North County, North San Diego, are you seeing issues with ghost guns in the hands of gang members, in the hands of our youth? What what are the what are the main concerns that you have at this point for public safety? Yeah, so definitely uh, there, there's a, a huge problem. I got in patrol over here at, at San Marco Station a year ago, um, back in March, the, the deputies on my team were fairly proactive and they were encountering these gang members and majority of them were armed. It was it was pretty surprising that they they were armed. Back in my patrol years, uh, the, the only way they were getting firearms was through family members that, you know, had them register or they were stolen. In this situation, they're not they're not stolen. They're manufactured guns that are not registered. And these are people that presumably would not pass a background check if they were going to try to buy a legitimate gun. Is that right? Correct. These are people that are prohibited. Mostly uh, the reason they're prohibited is because they have prior felony convictions and and they would not be passing a background check. And then obviously, if they're not passing a background check, 
they have some uh, a checkered past, maybe some criminal convictions, or they're just like you said, like a part of a gang, and they're they're going to be using this not just for you know home self defense. They're going to be using this out on the street. Yeah, their their intentions are to commit other crimes and either robbery or felonies and. Most of the time, it's in the benefit of the gang that they're a member of. Yeah, it's it's not a good situation up here. So I was going going back to, you know, even December of 2020, the North County Gang Commission put out this annual report, and basically every city in North County at, at that time were flagging that issue. Hey, we have a problem with ghost guns. Hey, we're, we're every time we're, we're stopping somebody and they have a gun, it's now a ghost gun. And so, you know, the proliferation of it, even in just the last six months, has has really just just taken hold. It it is it is a serious problem. How how is law enforcement dealing with that problem? Uh, at this point we're you know we're continuing to be proactive out there and uh, when we do get these people with the firearms, we try to determine what, what's the best course of action in filing these cases. Um, we, we've seen that pursuing the federal prosecution has been helpful in this situation. But, you know, just two days ago, we just we just got uh, another agency in this area stopped a gang member in a vehicle and they had a, a ghost gun. And on my team, I, I have, I'm the sergeant for the gang enforcement team. And we just had one a couple of weeks ago that we got off a gang member as well. So it's the frequency is just it's it's ridiculous. I, I can't believe these people have access to firearms. And, and the ultimate concern is obviously, you know, that some that somebody's going to get shot, potentially a, a rival or or even an innocent person, a bystander. You know, we we see it happen all the time, and we've seen you know through COVID for a number of reasons, we've seen an increase in homicides. Uh, we have uh, statistically. So, you know, the the more guns that are in the wrong hands, potentially the more gun violence we have, the more murders we have, the more shootings we have or assaults or people that are getting seriously injured. And my concern is, you know, we have innocent people that are that are going to be they're going to get hurt and it'll be an accident potentially, but they could be hurt. Yeah, they definitely don't have any concerns with uh, what they're doing at the at the point that the, these these violent crimes are occurring. They're not concerned with who's who's in the background. It's just their their main function is to deal deal the damage between their, their rival gang, basically. And um, it's unfortunate that you know people are going to be in the wrong place at the wrong time. And Jorge, you were you were looking at sort of what's being done federally. Can you tell us about that? Yes. So the Justice Department it was announced earlier this year. They are imposing or propose rules to impose restrictions on ghost guns. They require retailers to run background checks before selling these kits that allow someone to readily make a gun at home. They're forcing manufacturers to include a serial number on the firearms frame or receiver. And Sergeant Carrillo, if, if these rules are adopted with ATF and the Justice Department, then if we have a serial number there, we could probably do some tracing on the law enforcement side. Is that right? Yeah, that's correct. It'll it'll come back to the original purchaser or the seller as, as well, and then we can investigate thereon, determine if this was a legal purchase or, or we need to now investigate the people that are purchasing these firearms in bulk and then reselling them. So one of the things I wanted to ask is when we're talking about 
ghost guns and these popular guns are they handguns are they assault rifles have you seen them all yeah so i i've seen them uh, in, in both handguns and uh, rifles typically we see more handguns they're easy easier to conceal and and hide uh, but we we have had some rifles and um yeah we, we we've gotten those off the gang members as well you know i'm i'm glad that there has been some news coverage recently about this because it's you know, it, it deserves our society's attention to it, frankly. And I'm just wondering, you know, as we as we move forward, how, you know, this is kind of an opportunity to for you, Sergeant Korea, to educate the public, educate our, our community about, you know, the dangers and what we can do to, you know, protect each other. What what advice would you have? I mean, the, if, if you know somebody to have a firearm that shouldn't have one, please call the, the police. Uh, there's definitely ways we can do it so that we can protect your identity and you can be forthcoming with the information and then we can investigate and, and hopefully get the gun off the streets, especially if somebody knows who's manufacturing these firearms. Nowadays, a lot of this stuff is posted on social media, so it, it wouldn't be hard for somebody to see a, a post that is advertising the, the sell or manufacture of firearms and they can then uh, contact the sheriff's department or, or any agency and uh, report what they've seen. And sometimes they could do that anonymously, right? Either through your department or Crime Stoppers as well? Of course, yes. Awesome. Well, um, we'll put that uh, contact information for Crime Stoppers and your department in the show notes as well. So thank you. Yeah, I think that's good advice. You know, we, we, we've talked about hate crimes on this show. We've talked about other things. And really the, the theme for our community is if you see something, we need to say something. If you see something, you need to say something. And that includes, you know, the the proliferation of these types of weapons um, because they can get in the wrong hands and we can have s- some serious damage caused to our community as a result. Well, thank you so much, Sergeant Creo. I really appreciate you coming on the podcast and educating our community about this rising issue. I mean, we're, we're still going to be seeing it as long as there's uh, 3D printers out there that are making the these parts and uh, the more regulation that we have on them, the better chance that we have that they don't fall in the wrong hands. That's right. Thanks for having me. Yeah. Thank you so much. And you are in luck because you are here and you get to take Jorge's quiz, which we, um, no pressure, Sergeant Carrillo, but so far we have stumped him. Uh, well, actually, he has not stumped us yet. Yes, Lori has, okay. so we'll see. has won every single time. And uh, yes, so we always lend the episode on a light note here. We look at the laws on the books. Three are real, one is fake, and you have to guess which one is the fake. Are you ready? Okay, I am All ready. Right. All right, so here we go. Item number one. In Texas, it is unlawful to engage in celebratory gunfire unless blanks are used. Item number two, in Wyoming, it's unlawful to shoot fish. Item number three, in Massachusetts, it's unlawful for a shooting club to allow members to shoot at targets with human silhouettes. And item number four, in California, gun sales are prohibited at the Del Mar Fairgrounds in San Diego, California. So... Sergeant Carrillo, you are our guest. Uh, you get to go first and tell us which ones you think are real and which ones you think are fake. Well, you, you mentioned there's only one fake, fake one out of this, yes. right? There's only one. You only get one is is one I totally made up. Okay. I'll go with the, the one in Texas. 
One in Texas. Uh, it's unlawful to engage in celebratory gunfire unless blanks are used. That one is the fake. Okay. A any uh, thoughts behind that? Well, I, I just, you know, I think Texas is just a little loose with their laws. And I, I think this is the, the trick one here. All right. Sounds good. I like it. Uh, Lori, what are your thoughts? I think this one we might get we might get stumped because I it's hard for me that I think that's a good point on the Texas one in Wyoming. I think it's probably unlawful to shoot fish. They have a lot of wonderful streams and they probably want to promote. What if it's in a barrel uh, fishing? What if the fish are in a barrel? That's what I want to know. <laughs> well, that's a good question. Um, in Massachusetts, it's unlawful to shoot at human silhouettes. I think that that's probably a law that's valid out there. And in California, I'm always, it's really hard to keep track of, of all of our gun laws and, and the case and the, and the judge's rulings on them. But I do believe that the state of the law is that it was passed that I think it was gun sales at all state grounds. Um, and I, I think that that is still, I don't think that that's been overturned. So I, I think I'm going to go and agree with, with Sergeant Cree on this. The Texas law. Awesome. Being you, false. You guys are all in. Well, I will take these in reverse order. So let's start with number four. Item number four in California, gun sales are prohibited at the Del Mar Fairgrounds in San Diego, California. We are all San Diego residents. Do you know the answer to this? Is this a law on the books? And the answer is yes. Yes, it is. It's actually Food and Agricultural Code 4158. It says, notwithstanding any other law, you shall not contract for, authorize, or allow the sale of any firearm or ammunition on the property or in the buildings that comprise the Del Mar Fairgrounds in County of San Diego. It specifically says Del Mar Fairgrounds. This was specifically passed because there used to be some gun shows at the Del Mar Fairgrounds. It was passed and it was effective this year. So I was hoping to see if you guys were up to date on the San Diego law and you guys were. Good job. And and I think that I think that it was also passed in the followed up and passed in the legislature that was signed by the governor. And it applies now to all state grounds, now not, just state the grounds. Fair, not just the Delmar Fairgrounds. Yeah. Interesting. I think that's cur the current state of it. It sounds like you know this law more than I do. Uh, I, so and, and you know what? It's constantly changing because, you know, we could have a judge you know, overturn that in a, in a hot second. So we'll, we'll keep, po keep, keep everybody posted on that. That's true. That's true. Yeah. We'll, we'll have to do a follow-up and, and make sure I was accurate with this. <laughs> okay. Uh, going in reverse order. Number three in Massachusetts, it's unlawful for a shooting club to allow members to shoot at targets with human silhouettes. You guys think this is a law on the book and this law is on the books. Chapter 140, section 131, says such clubs shall not permit shooting at targets that depict human figures, human effigies, human silhouettes, or any human images thereof. I always thought those targets have human kind of shape outlines, right? Uh, but they I guess, seem to. Yeah, maybe. Maybe not in Massachusetts. Maybe though. not in Massachusetts. I don't know. Well, what are they shooting at then? I don't know. Just like an ordinary target, target? like a circle target. <laughs> maybe they just do it without the head. I don't know. I don't know what's worse. <laughs> um, so, yeah, that is a law in the book. If you if you go to Massachusetts and start shooting at a shooting club and you see a human target up there, you tell them you listen to this podcast and that is against the law. Um, <laughs> all right. So going to number two in Wyoming, it's unlawful to shoot fish, whether in a barrel or in a stream. You guys think <laughs> this is against the law and you guys are 
Correct. You guys oh. win. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Three in a row. Jorge is, is swept. Wyoming statute 23-3-201. No person shall take, wound, or destroy any fish of Wyoming with a firearm of any kind or nature. That kind of makes sense. Um, it's a misdemeanor and it's punished up to $1,000 and six months in jail. So see some fish in a barrel, do not shoot at it because it doesn't say it has to be in a stream. Um, <laughs> that all means you guys are correct. In item number one, in Texas, it's unlawful to engage in celebratory gunfire unless blanks are used. This is actually not a law, but it was going to be a law. And do you know why this was going to be a law that eventually failed? Because it's dangerous. It's dangerous to, to I mean, we have negligent discharge here. Right. And- California, um, because you know what what goes up must come down. Exactly, and what went up in 2017, uh, January 1st, New Year's, was a bullet that ended up landing on a state representative in Texas named Armando Martinez. He was outside with his family; they were doing some fireworks. Someone fired off uh, around, and it landed on his head, and wow. it was millimeters away from from killing him. The doctor said. After that, he proposed a law that said, I mean, in the city of Houston or in the city areas, they, yeah. it was already illegal. But in the rural areas, you know, where, where you could fire off guns, um, he said, you know what? This is too dangerous. Uh, I almost got killed. I'm going to propose a law that you got to use blanks at least. And they shut it down. So um, if you want to go celebrate New Year's Eve in the rural areas of Texas, you still can. Um, so good job, everyone. Good job, Sergeant Carrillo. Thank you. You nailed it. And Lori, of course, you are defeating me left and right. I know. I'm on a roll. <laughs> I, I am going to find some better ones. Next next one, I, I'm going to guarantee you a win. Okay. I don't know how I'm going to guarantee go. it. Maybe I'll, maybe I'll pick 10. <laughs> 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 All right, Sergeant Carrillo, thanks for joining the podcast. Really appreciate it. Thanks for having me. And Lori, thank you as always. Oh, it's, it's a pleasure. Thank you both. It was great time as usual. And thank you to everyone for listening. We have over 100 unique listeners, Lori, um, and over 200 downloads. We are growing, so. My family's pretty big, though, so. (laughs) That's good. Uh, Well, thanks, everyone, for listening, and we'll catch you next time on the Crime News Insider Podcast. expressed on this podcast are solely of the speakers and do not reflect the views of the Deputy DA's Association nor the District Attorney. Questions and comments can be submitted through our website at sddaa.net. Remember to follow us on Facebook and Twitter. Our Twitter handle is at San Diego DDAs. Thanks for listening and we'll see you next week. One, two,